another episode of Pound One Central. I'm one of your hosts, Uncle AK. Um, with me, man, I got my guy, boss man, Aziz Reserve, out. What's happening, peeps? You know how we doing it, vibing responsibly. Happy Friday, everybody. Yes, sir. With us, man, we got Lauren. 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 Hey, what's going on, what's everybody? What's going on, girl? Akata Girl Chronicle <laughs> in the building. Shoot. I got that girl. Hey. hey, what's going on, guys? How y'all doing? How y'all doing? Man, wonderful, man. But before that, shout out to Stuck in the Podcast you know, for sponsoring this episode. Go follow them, subscribe to each channel, SITM Podcast on all platforms, streaming, social, and what have you. And also follow us on the gram, Twitter, at PWCCast, and subscribe to our streaming platforms at Palmwine Central Podcast. It's free, man. doesn't cost you anything. You know what I mean? Don't hate. Just hit that subscribe button. Hey, it's not good for your bloodstream, man. It's not good for your heart. Says the doctor, AK today. But listen, man, I can't tell girl chronicle. It's a multimedia space dedicated to celebrating all things Black, African culture, community, and tradition. Man, I love the traditional part of it, man. But before we really get into what our category of Chronicles is and, and, and what Chronicles we're going to be talking about today, you know what I mean? Who is Lauren <laughs> for the people listening right now? Hey everyone. So who is Lauren? Lauren is a woman of, I would say I like the modern age Renaissance woman, right? Um, one of the things that I, I love to do is to connect uh, with black and brown people, especially, you know, people across the diaspora. Um, I consider myself a Pan-Africanist and a, a womanist as that. And one of the tenets I stand on is just, you know, building up platforms and creating spaces where we could just be ourselves and have that space because you know in this world especially you know with everything going on in the media with COVID um, with the administration and politics you know we just want to connect have this space and you know continue to connect with each other and that's what I'm all about. She said Pan-Africanist so you like what you, you Umar's cousin? <laughs> 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 not necessarily Umar's cousin, but definitely hearing a lot of the same uh, philosophies in regards to Black first, Black love, uh, and Black power to the people. Mm-hmm. We're really, really going to get into it because I got some questions about all the Black, 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 Black stuff. But before that, mm-hmm. right, before that, right? Okay. Why did you start the Kata Ghost Chronicle? How can people, you know, follow the movement? I mean, the podcast, the sort of podcast. You do poems, you do short essays and all that. You know, speak mm-hmm. about all of that. How does that tie into who Lauren is? Because for me, podcasting is like therapy. You know what I mean? I come here, mm-hmm. I listen to Aziz, you know what I mean? Punch me in the head with words. And stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Stuff like that. And it's very, I mean, it's fun to me as a director. What does it do for you? Um, I definitely consider another form of therapy. I think uh, I've always been a writer, right? Like I've always written down poems. I've always had um, journals. I journal a lot. Um, It's always been a path of expressing myself. And growing up as a kid, you know, I have an African father. I grew up with him. Um, the Nigerian culture, and then my mom, who's African-American, growing up and having that lifestyle, uh, I've always felt kind of like in the middle, right? So I've had this connection to both cultures that are always at war at each other, always put against each other. Like it's always meant to felt like, oh, you're Black. Oh, no, you're African. You know, there's a lot of people who assume that I have to 
I'm or more African or I'm more black or I don't know this or I don't know that. And so a Casa Girls was kind of a declaration for me of saying, no, I'm very much both and we are more connected than we are separate. And so that's one of the things that um, when I say I'm Pan-Africanist, I mean that I am connected in, I connect both of our cultures and traditions together more so than I do separate them. Is that even possible? Is that what? Is that possible? I mean, like, it's for example, we got, we got stuck in the middle, right? Where you mm-hmm. stuck between two cultures and you find ways to navigate both of them, right? Like, you can't mm-hmm. just be, <clears throat> you can't be in the house and your mom is talking like, shit, man, this smack you, this smack your head upside down, right? But meanwhile, if you're out the crib with your boys and stuff and they're telling people like, man, fuck that. You know what I mean? So like, mm-hmm. how are you able to put these two things together? Like I said, putting the two things together is more so focusing on our connections more than our differences. So like, for example, um, we were talking about earlier before the show start, Netflix, right? There's a Netflix special called um, High on the Hog. And it's talking about like the connection of food across the diaspora. And one of the very first episodes starts in Benin. Um, going back to culturally how certain foods came from colonization from the continent to the Americas, right? And that's the connection that we have with our tradition and our language, how language has been developed. So for me, it's focusing on, you know, how we are, how time has separated us, but now we're connected. I don't want to sound too highly conflated, but it's just one of those things where I truly believe that Africans and Black Americans are more connected than they are separated. Not to say that we don't have cultural differences, but not letting those differences become, oh, I'm so different and y'all don't understand and we're just divided and we will never, you know, come along together. So do you think there's a side that you identify with more than other? I'll say this. I grew up with my father. So there is a, a bit of heavier influence in regards to what I knew growing up, you know, I grew up going to different, um, you know, Nigerian parties, going up, going to church and, you know, having aunties and cousins and stuff like that. So I grew up with that culturally, but I also um, spent so much time with my mom and their side of the family as well. So I don't necessarily know if I say I'm more African than black because, you know, depending on which side you pull out of me, that's what you're going to get. Okay. So what, what do you think is your contribution to bridging the gap? So you have a Kata Girls Conquer, right? What is the objective behind all of that? Like, what am I supposed to get from you when I go to visit Lauren and Akata Girls Chronicles? And what am I what am I learning from you that's gonna tell me, okay, I might be an Akata, you might be African, but we're the same people. How do you actually do that? I actually do that by providing like historical facts. I, I have some book reviews coming up that I want to post as well. I do that through um, just even my share my own cultural stories between like stories that I or experiences that I've had in both cultures and how they've been connected to each other. Uh, you know, we have a way of just communicating, creating space and that's one of the things that I'm doing through Akata Girl Chronicles where my podcast have some guests that I want to come uh, come on and they'll talk about their experiences as well. And not just always just talking about the diaspora as, you know, is only black or African, but like black and brown, Latino, indigenous people, we have such a connected culture when it comes to, you know, uh, white supremacy and how we combat that as a whole. That's kind of what I want to bring out into uh, with the Kata Girls, uh, the platform. Hmm. 
white supremacy. Do you think that white supremacy has the same power and control and impact that it had years ago today? When you say the same impact, do you not, do you think that it's like, you mean like something that's lesser? Like it doesn't have, there's no impact now? Uh, I would say influence. Let's use the word influence. Well, I thought that's a difficult question to ask because white, when we talk about white supremacy, um, I even question the word supremacy sometimes when I use it. I just use it because that's what people are comfortable with necessarily. But mm-hmm. I think for me, white racism is institutional, right? Like these are systems that have always been created, right? Like these are these are things that we have to navigate at a daily basis. No matter where, where culturally we're from, you're, when your skin is black, these are certain things that you you know in certain spaces you have to control, right? Like you have to, you know, not necessarily go with respectability policy, but there's certain things that you play, right? Because of how things have been set up. So mm-hmm. I don't necessarily look at, oh, we are we're under white supremacy influences. These are impacts that have always been. These are systems that have always been. You know, we we say that George Floyd just started, but we've we you know we were back with Trayvon Martin, or there's always been police killings and stuff like that. So these things are systematic, always repeating itself. So there's not necessarily impact more. It hasn't stopped. Things have not stopped since it started. <laughs> mm. I hope that makes sense. Mm-hmm. In light of that, um, your last episode of Akatako Chronicle, you spoke about um, the partnership the NFL got with Jay-Z and his um, Rock Nation Entertainment Company. Mm-hmm. And um, that partnership kind of sparked a lot of controversy in the internet, right? Right. How do you really feel about that? Like, I mean, I'm not a big football, f- f- football fan. I mean, I know a little bit about the Kaepernick thing. And Aziz, I know you're, you know, you're, you're a football guy, so help me here, man. But how do y'all really feel about that, 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 that article, man, or that partnership? Well, the JV partnership is what it's for, right? Like the NFL sports is entertainment, right? Like that's not necessarily, um, it doesn't necessarily meet the material needs of the people or on the ground grassroots organization. Like they're not trying to be the next Martin Luther King in Max, right? Like they're using their money or whatever they're doing to benefit to, to go to whatever organizations that they choose. So I don't necessarily look at it, him as like something radical. And that was the issue that I essentially had with uh, the Jay-Z deal. Not that he can't do anything or the black man trying to do something, y'all just trying to tear it down, and y'all jealous or whatever the case may be, but it's the framing of, you know, Jay-Z or any celebrity that has, oh, they're they're this radical activist and they're doing this, et cetera. Like they're a celebrity, you know, using their money like they should be using their money. And hopefully they're doing it within good intention. But we should all be focusing on making sure our own impact is our own impact. Yeah, I would say I would I would echo a lot of the same. Actually, I think um, Jay Z at best is a blackface cosplay, bad acting. He hasn't really done anything for black people. Um, typically, they have a token Negro that they put in these positions to sway the masses and make us think that we're making progress when we're really not. The NFL is a multi-billion-dollar business that has nothing nothing that's been outlined that says these are the things that we're going to do for for the black community specifically it's the same thing they did in brooklyn with jay-z right he came mm-hmm. out and said i was the owner of the nets it turned out that he owned less than one percent of the nets and the only reason that they made him anything associated with the nets is because they've been trying to build a stadium 
in Brooklyn for I years. Mm-hmm. So he's this been exactly yes, he's been deceiving us for years, and they usually find somebody that we and build somebody up that looks like us that we can all want to become to deceive us. We don't have leaders; we have misleaders in our culture. That's that's our biggest problem. Mm. And, and I would I would go even further and say our biggest problem is celebrity worship in general, right? Like sure. we we have a we have. Um, we have a tendency to think because someone has money and then they have the same skin as me that that they're automatically going to be for the people and they're doing whatever they can or whatever they're supposed to do whatever they can. I'm not necessarily, I don't, I'm not well read enough to say I'm anti-capitalist or have these issues with capitalism. I don't, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I know what I'm talking about when it comes to that. So I'll leave it alone, but I will know that when it comes to wanting actual black liberation, it starts with community work. And that means that it's me and you doing what we think is best in our own way with our own people. And that's how it works, at least in my book. So I never look to Jay-Z or Beyonce or whomever is cutting whatever check, because I know at the end of the day, they have their own empire. So Jay-Z and Beyonce got four kids. They're going to make sure that that their stuff is good. So I have to make sure my stuff is good and my people are good. That's really all it is. And more importantly, they all have bosses. They don't cut their own checks. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, they do exactly what they're told when they're told. Even if, even if it's at the detriment of their own people, people that look like them. Jay-Z was never a gangster. Jay-Z was a glorified background dancer. A lot of people don't even know that. He talks about things he's never done. He's still doing the same thing in business today and still fooling masses of people. Hip hop is not culture, it's a business. The white people that sign his checks are the ones that control him. He has controlled opposition at best. Period. Like, like when I took that slash hammer, bro, you just hammer it dog. It's like they didn't do a good job, man. They didn't no do a good job about no that. <laughs> but it's funny, man. Um, there was this tweet by um, Chris Williamson that said, How do you stop racism, systematic oppression, and um, police brutality? Jay-Z and the NFL, let's sell T-shirts and throw concerts. That really shakes up the system. Man, that shit had me cracking up, man. I was like, yo, this is mad. But um, It's become a commodity. Pretty it, much. Just speaks, it just speaks to how they really see us as people, right? Mm-hmm. They're still putting us in positions where they really don't respect our intellect, right? Even during, the, even during the elections, they had people like Cardi B interviewing the president. What's Cardi B going to talk about with the president? That's how they really see us. This is a woman it, that... You know what? We live in a world where it's marketing and branding is king and a lot of our data, what we pay attention to, what we are buying, what we are buying into is being used to then counteract to say, okay, you know, because I want to say maybe not even maybe four or five years ago, you couldn't go on YouTube and watch the presidential debates. Now, I bet you next presidential, you're going to see presidential on TikTok. We'll make 30 second TikTok videos over the presidential debate because that's just how our society is, is consuming information now. That is how we are, you know, engaging with content now. That is how we are uh, uh, marketing to each other now, is through these 30 second, three minute, four minute videos. And the, the, we need a lot of information in such little, you know, capacity. And then we have a whole ton of misinformation. So, when we talk about celebrity culture and cancel culture and what we pay attention to, what we don't pay attention to, it's literally what we do every day in our phones. It's right here. You ain't no vaccine shot for this, baby. It's right here. They got a tracking system right here. <laughs> yeah, man, that's crazy. 
Now, you were speaking about <laughs> cancel culture. Um, it's funny, just last night I was watching uh, Dave Chappelle's, his latest, uh, his latest and last stand-up on Netflix, he says, uh, called The Closer. I mean, you, you guys have, you know, probably watched or seen, you know, most of the specials on Netflix, but that joke caused a lot of controversy on Twitter, man. Like, a lot of people were like, yo, cancel <laughs> that shit, man. Like, it really did. Like, a lot of people were vexed by it because a lot of people, like, you know, like, the, you know, Transgenders are that too, you know, the LGBTQ community. Like, I mean, he spoke a lot about that stuff, man. I mean, oh, I I'm know. sure he did. But did you guys watch it? Oh, that. I didn't watch it, then I don't plan on watching because I don't need to watch it. Why not? It's the same material that has been for the past five years. I mean, we said we claim it's cancel culture, right? But he has continued to make these million dollar specials. So has he really been canceled? I don't think so. He's not really been canceled. Um, David Chappelle is upset that we are now living in a space where you just cannot say whatever the fuck you want to say to people anymore. If you, you know what I'm saying? Like that, that is essentially what it is. I don't believe in cancel culture because you can, you as you can see, he he still has a Netflix special. All of his specials are on there. Continue watching them. Go to his shows if he ha- chooses to have them. Nobody can put a gun in your head and make you choose to deal with. There are people who still listen to R. Kelly. He is quote unquote canceled, but he is just was streamed on one of uh, Drake's uh, out new album. You get mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So like we can say cancel culture, but it really isn't. Have you really canceled people if we're still participating? It's all optional here. There's no real cancel culture. Dave Chappelle can say whatever he want to say, but for me personally, based off of my principles and my beliefs and my support of said community, I'm not going to participate in it, and that's okay. It is. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't I didn't watch it either. I don't plan on watching. I, the few people that I know that did watch told me it was watered down and that Dave Chappelle lost his touch. Huh? And one thing about me is I'm very wary of any black person that they continuously put in front of me because I already know what time it is and how they got there. So it becomes one of those things like, so what are you really trying to teach and what's your real agenda? I mean, everybody got something to say. You know what I mean? Everybody got things that they see in society, things that I understand. You know what I mean? Um, I call it humble opinions. You know, you mm-hmm. give you humble opinions. I don't care how loud they are, how, you know, um, not loud they are. I just feel as though if, and I always look at it from a point of color, you know, white, black. I don't know. It's just the way my mind just sees it. If Trump is going to talk nonsense, I need somebody on the side to talk nonsense too. Come on. I need this thing to be like balanced. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mm-hmm. need it to be balanced. I just, I don't know. I, I'll, I'll, I'll find something on the opposing side to validate why somebody should just keep talking nonsense. You know what I mean? Maybe there's going to be a world where a lot of people get respected for who they are, you know, what they want to be in life, whichever. But again, we live in a world where they say, hey, freedom of speech. And I feel as though people need to exercise that, you know, why are you restraining somebody for speech? Nobody forced anybody in the audience, for example, to go sit down and listen to it. Or nobody forced anybody to click on you know, his special on Netflix to watch it. Like, you didn't watch it. I didn't watch it. I don't plan on doing it. You know what I mean? But because I was on Twitter and, you know, I was just seeing all the, you know, the chatter about it. I was like, man, let me actually watch this stuff. I really see, you know, what it is. Mm-hmm. To me, it was just, a rep- you know, it was just repetitive from his past um, stand-ups because, like, yo, there's okay. nothing special, you know, in this. But, again, it was still funny because a lot of the LGBTQ people will validate what he's been saying. You know what I mean? Like, just listen to it, let it be, and keep moving. Nope. Keep validating his point. So I just find it funny. But anyways, 
But even like with vehicles like Netflix, you can kind of tell why they always are quick to like promote specials like James Chappelle's, right? Like if you notice even the past two to three years, like there's been a huge influx, especially on Netflix of LGBTQ content. Like you can't even, you can't even watch a television show without it being thrown in your face. Like constantly, like they're, they're pushing the narrative and before you know it, we're all being desensitized to it. You, can, you, can, you can't watch a power episode without seeing specific things now. And that's not by coincidence. All that is by design to me. Well, I look at it this way. See, you have the perspective of it, of it by, being by design. I have the perspective of it being about time, right? Like, I feel as though when we talk about media, culture, and arts, we have to be conscious that we're reflecting of the times. And we always have people who, we've always had, you know, people of the community in our lives, in our daily lives. And so it's about time that we start sharing their stories, their experiences, et cetera. And so when we open to that diversity, when we're open to that kind of diversity, I don't necessarily take it as an affront to who I am as a person or as a woman or my sexuality or my identity, I take it as a, oh, we're being more inclusive or we're being more um, open to knowing about a different type of lifestyle, not that we have to adopt a lifestyle. Like I've never seen two women kiss or two whatever or whatever and been like, hmm, that's something that I want to do. You know what I mean? And that's going up in... But that is that's growing up in you know in an African culture where you know we have that mentality. I've heard you know things being said, and if you do this and the third, but then it takes an adult or a maturity to say just because this is being shown or this is being included now, it's threatening my whole way of life. It, I don't see how the two how the two can go from one to the other, in my opinion. I'll tell you how. Think, Hold on, I'll tell you how. Okay. I'll tell you how. For example, he mentioned within his special, uh, what's that? What's that? Kate, Kelly Jenner or whatever the oh, name, yeah. right? Bruce. Bruce, Bruce, Bruce Jenner. Jenner. There you go, Bruce Jenner. Kylie Jenner. Right. Jenner. No, yeah. we can have to use. If we do this, we use proper pronouns. Kylie, what's it called? Kylie Jenner. Bruce. So the the that's his government name. Caitlin. Caitlin yeah. Jenner. Yeah. So um, he mentioned that she was she 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 was named Woman of the Year, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, what happened to women? Like, the ones that were born women. They didn't see, have enough see, women see. in the world to name them woman of the year. Like, that's, that's okay, insane. explain to me. Please explain to me. Maybe that's actually it, it flew past me, well, man. One, I'll say this. One, I'll say this. One, I don't like engaging these in, in, in these conversations in bad faith, right? Because if there is an explanation given nine times out of 10, it's like, well, that doesn't matter. You will end the conversation and you will believe what you believe and think how you want to think. That is perfectly fine with No, me, please, I'm right? open to, I'm open to, to an and I, and I hear you. So what I will, what I will do on this platform, because, because I am not of the community, right? I don't feel comfortable being the one to educate and say, et cetera, et cetera. I can only share with you what I know and the knowledge that I've gained. And you don't, I'm not convincing anybody, right? So when we talk about, I don't like even using the example of Caitlyn Jenner. I will always give the to any trans person of the, using their proper uh, proper pronouns because it's just a respect thing for me. So when we talk about Caitlyn, uh, uh, excuse me, what's her name? Is it Caitlyn? Yeah, Caitlyn Jenner. 
uh, she's a poor example because she's not a representative of what actual black women, uh, black trans women go through on a daily basis, right? So when we talk about women of the year and what she's been awarded, all that society bullshit, that's all like, that's all cat, that's all bullshit, right? Like that's not necessarily saying whatever. I affirm trans women and their womenhood because those are my sisters and those, they share the experiences with me as in I've been in community with them. So I'm not here to explain or defend their femininity to you, their biology to you, what or whatever the case may be, because that's your own understanding and your own knowledge that you can hold on to. But I will say for me, it's not a threat to me in my womanhood or whether they, because I don't connect with women on whether we had a period or not, right? I don't connect with a woman whether or not she can have a baby or not. That's not how women connect. We don't literally connect to each other or have the shared experiences Oh, because I can, I'm barren or you're not, you can have a baby or you have ovaries and I don't have ovaries. That doesn't, that doesn't make a woman a woman. It's who we are as in our experiences and who we share in our femininity, in our feminine role. That's how we're connected, at least from my understanding, when I'm in the community with trans women, that's what I've been told. So that's, that's really the extent of the conversation I can really have with you when it comes to that trans identity. So, so my question is, as a woman, how do you identify with Bruce? Well, as I said, I'm always going to give trans people the respect. So I will always use appropriate names and pronouns. So when we refer to Bruce, we're talking about a dead name. And that's something that we don't do. We will refer to Caitlyn Jenner. So how I feel about Caitlyn Jenner is that she is a, a rich, white woman who has access and privilege um, to platforms and things like that that are going to nominate her as woman of the year or whatever to social society. She's not currently running as governor, was running as governor or whatever political association on um, right-wing politics. She has no basis in community outside of right, uh, the, the rainbow flag and association. So we there's deeper knowledge when it comes to the black community, when it comes to how they're intertwined in the LGBT community. So it will do a disservice to have this kind of conversation. And we're talking about a rich white woman and not talking about the black and brown trans women that actually need the help and access. And so that's really where the conversation should be headed to. I realize that's what Dave Chappelle was just trying to highlight. I really think that's what he was trying to highlight. But well, you, I, 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 go ahead, go ahead. Don't you think it's interesting that out of all the white women that have done unbelievable things in society, mm-hmm. that they chose Bruce Jenner to be woman of the year? And what effect is that supposed to have on even other white women? I have no idea. I'm not in community with white women. I really don't care. I don't know that answer from here or not, because that's just not the, who I'm in community with. That's not who I'm going to be. And as I said it before, when we're going to refer to uh, Jenner and their transition, we use appropriate names. So I'll ask again, you know, moderator, if we could just have that respect with trans people going forward. What did I say? Appropriate names. Wait, what did I say? Did I call anybody out the name? No, I'm just saying, like, you, we, 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 we come on, I want to come on this platform and be as genuine as possible, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't want to engage in bad faith uh, conversations. I'm not trying to enforce anything on anybody, but it's just a matter of respecting on any platform. So that I'm on, that I'm going to speak how I speak on it. So, no, for sure. I mean, we all speak on respect, you know what I mean? By the same yeah. time, too. At the same time, too, I'm going to speak to, you know, have an understanding, or, or if I don't have an understanding, I'm going to, you know, ask questions. 
You know, it's nothing about bad faith. It's all in education. I feel as though we are all educated on this platform. There's no bad blood or anything. And if anybody feels as though there's bad blood, I'm not apologizing for anything. I only ask a question, and I'm still always going to ask a question. Right. To understand. But when we talk about black sisters versus the white people, like minus everything, like how, again, my question, which you don't really have to answer, is mm -hmm. it's just a question for everybody. You know what I mean? Like, why put her as the face of women when she just became a woman not too long ago? That's all I'm asking. You don't have to answer that question. That's just right. And, 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 and I can only, the only answer that I could give is that it doesn't matter. You know, <laughs> giving that award does not make her now. She is now the face of a who, who do you even know the organization that gave it to her? Was it not the was it not the we, right? We don't even know the organization that gave it to her, what authority they have, who who they're who they're sponsored by, who is their who's their investors. What kind of donation did Caitlyn Jenner, because as I said, we're talking about a rich white woman being the face of what? Of, of what? But then <laughs> you know again, also this is, a rich person, this is a rich person who has multiple, who has multiple accesses and, 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 and um, excuse me, who has had all these type of access and all this type of influence in this, in whatever culture they have. So I don't know. I'm not, I'm confused as to what the question, how, how, how we can say that one person because of this one particular award, now they are the face of womanhood. Who said that? Does that confirm anything? I don't, how did that become? The, the, there are, I mean, to your point, I mean, to your point of question, there are a lot of different governing or governing bodies or different organizations that spin up awards, mm -hmm. right? What make that award so awarding versus the other? What give that award so much recognition versus the other. If you want me to give you the real team, rich people have publicists. Publicists okay. are paid to make sure that they get awards. So right. who, what probably happened, if you want the real reality of what happened, Jenner probably gave a donation to a company or to an organization and they made them women of the year. And like I said, it's of no consequence of anything. It's not proof of, it's not denial of, you know, oh, she is now. To you is not, but again, to a little kid that was growing up who was looking at things and trying to understand the world for what it is. Mm -hmm. How do you explain that to a little kid who is trying to make sense of what the world is, right? How do you explain that? Um, there's so much There's so much that, you know, you see there's so much that you hear in the world, right? There's so much they want to change. For example, racism. Just because, oh, okay. Again, similar to your point, it's like, oh, just because it happened to that person does not mean that we have to validate that. But why, why shouldn't we check that so that it shouldn't happen again? Why should we check that governing thing to say, yo, this shit right here is not right? Why can't... Anyways, it was not a topic you know, to debate. I was just asking a question, like I said. It was a rhetorical mm -hmm. question. But do you have anything else to add to, to that before I switch to the next topic? No, I don't. Aziz, anything? No, I'm just, I, I just wanted to say that when he came out, his mom, his name was Bruce, so he's Bruce to me. <laughs> this guy. Man, we have to um, learn to accept people's um, change, man. You know what I mean? I'm, I mean all, about can, I'm all about change. Tomorrow nah, change. Nah, nah, don't get me wrong. He can switch field, and I really don't care. But at the end of the day, that doesn't change who you've been, right? Like, when we look at people, we don't just look at who they are today. We look at their historical context before we give them any kind of accolades, right? So why can't we do the same thing with him? It's almost like certain people get a pass and can do whatever they want to, however they want to, and everybody's just supposed to accept it. I'm not everybody. 
at the end of the day, like I'm outside with it too. So if you got a problem with it, boost, I'm outside, baby. Hit me. <laughs> settle this, like man. Wow. Ain't nobody gonna fight anybody, man. But going back to our category chronicles, um, what is one thing? No, no. Before the term Akata, or is this still seen as bad? Like if I, you know, if somebody just walked on the street and said, hey, you know, you're Akata, is that bad? Is that good? I mean, I don't know. It's like African Buddhist scratching that, you know, people used to say before, people hated it. That's an interesting question. I want to hear your response to that. So for me, what what I believe is um, redefin- redefinition of the word. So the funny thing is how a Akatsuro even came about. I was with some of my friends and we were at, we were just, you know, chilling at the place, everything like that. And we had invited some people to come over. And the first and the first thing someone said, now I'm with, two of them are from Cameroon. The other two of um, my girlfriend were both from Nigeria and stuff like that. And when the guys came in, the first thing he said out of his mouth to me is, oh, I know you're a kata, right? Now, I've heard this term. I've heard this term before. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I was never necessarily offended by it, but I, I, I knew it meant that I was different, right? Like, it was meant to say, you are not of this this culture you are uh, you know you're not necessarily of us right like you're not one of us necessarily right um and so in the literal definition we have like a um an, a wild one an untamed one so kind of kind of say that black americans do not have a culture or a um something that kind of keeps them together like they don't have the same vein of traditional respect that you know africans have been raised with and I kind of developed the category of to kind of question that, right? Like to question that notion or that theory and kind of to call out kind of the hypocrisy of it. And so when we talk about reframing of the wild one of an untamed person, it is true that as an individual, I stand on my own two feet. I stand on my own principles. I have my own way of looking and seeing things, but I also have a way of connecting back uh, connecting two different cultures or two different experiences and kind of going in that that line that I said earlier of creating space for both of those things to work in one in tandem. So I don't have to choose. I can be my own person um, and not really, you know, be defined or have to, you know, count down to anybody about that or feel ashamed, I should say. This is considered cut that too. How do you feel about that? For me, it's like, a, it's almost like a, it's a compliment because <laughs> I don't want to be y'all anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so every time I meet with African people, they always give me that. You African, but you, you're not really African. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I'm like, all right, whatever. Because in that same breath, you're in America, but you're not really American either. So we can agree to disagree or agree. And at the end of the day, as long as there's respect, it's cool, right? Yeah. But, but that whole African Akata thing always comes with extra anyway. So I'd rather be on the other side regardless because when I start, when I start telling people their truth, I don't need you to say, but in our culture, because you told me I was different, so my culture is different. Mm-hmm. And your truth is always the dagger to the heart. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you're always reaching there, but anyways, man. We don't do enough of that. That's part of the problem, though. We don't have those real conversations. No, it's all about it's all about those. Um, I feel like 
since you know people want to be soft this day since people want to you know um instead of telling somebody yo you're sucking at this they want to find a better way of saying yo you know you could do better right how many times you got to tell somebody you, you, you could do better like now though you fucking up like go at it and that goes to me too you feel me like the i'm gonna say this again this world that we are creating that mm. we are softening it you only come back to bite us in the ass but anyways with that said mm-hmm. if you call me african does it change the fact that i'm african no where was i <laughs> i was born there so thank you for the compliment and, and you know what's interesting about culture to me too now that i think about it culture really only benefits you if it benefits you right so culture me being african is only cool to me if me being african has some intrinsic value so if you tell me that i'm an akata right what you're really telling me is that i have privileges that you don't have in some capacity whether it be how i talk how i dress how we relate etc cetera, etc cetera, right so if I'm telling you you're African, I'm saying the same thing in reverse. Mm-hmm. So people, like, I don't know if people really understand that concept, but culture really is all about benefit benefiting a person. So I don't really give a damn about culture if it really doesn't benefit me anyway. And a lot of African culture really benefits older people. So when I get older, I'm going to be African as hell. <laughs> but right now... Furthermore... <laughs> <laughs> When we talk about culture, when we talk about the definition of culture, it is a group of people or a system of things that um, all are on the same vein, right? So we have individual culture and then we have like who we are as a person. We can choose and develop our culture, right? So we can develop who we hang around. We can have a culture of success and excellence. I only hang around people who are doing this and making this and and having this type of mentality and lifestyle. That that is our culture. You know, when we have a, when you work for a job, you want to adopt, adapt yourself to the company culture. So we have, we, we have a, a power within us as a community to create culture, right? We don't, I want to create a culture of, of connection. I want to create a, a culture of uh, us using unity and community, right? So with that, with that, it's developing those relationships, developing that type of style. So when I think of culture, I think of people I want to be in community, people I want to deal with, people I want to work with. I don't necessarily look like, oh, if you're African or if you're doing this or if you're a Black American or whatever the case may be, I just want to fuck with people on the same level that I'm on. And that's you know, that's really the culture that I, I want to commit to. Energy on steroids. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with it, man. I'm with it. Listen, it's been swell, man, but I want to close this journal like this, right? I want to stir up some shit. Me and I just were arguing oh, the other day. Me and I just were arguing the other day, you know, um, a previous episode about, you know, Cameroon. No, we're, we're arguing about all the jollofs in, you know, in Africa. And you know, for me, I said, I feel like, you know, um, people are hyping Niger, Jalop, and Gagan Jalop to that much. What's your take to this thing, man? How do you feel? First of all, which one is better? I know you're Nigerian, but which one is better in Africa? Speak the truth and shame the devil. And I'll let you go first on this one. I think this is how we can solve this, right? <laughs> Let's all pick indigenous restaurants that we know of in our area and host each other, right? Mm. Let's eat the food and let's decide based on that. 
So I'll pick the best Nigerian restaurant that I think is in the area. You pick the best Cameroonian spot. You pick your best Nigerian spot, and let's see who wins. I have a better proposition. I'm actually, no, I'm partial to Ghanaian jollof rice. And there's a Ghanaian restaurant that I know that I actually really love their jollof rice. Really? Yeah, I'm actually partial to Ghanaian food. So that's a twist that adds, that adds spice to it. I like that. So we got yeah. Nigeria, Cameroon, and Ghana. Ghana. Yes. Okay. So I have a better one, right? Let's okay. just have our parents cook this stuff and we try it. <laughs> we can do that too. Yeah, we can yeah. do that too. But it wouldn't be fair if my parents started cooking because by default, it's almost like you guys are like little brother to big brother. I'm trying to keep, <laughs> trying to keep the, the playing field even. The thing is, you know, I mean, the thing is, it says safety first, you know. I can take you somewhere and then you come back with running stomach and you tell me that not only was your shit not right, it fucked me up. <laughs> I like safety. But you know who surprisingly has really good uh, jollof rice and their food is actually just really good? Senegalese people. There's a spot that I went to when I was in Brooklyn, New York. I forgot the name of it. It was a Senegalese place. They had like the whole fish dish, the jollof rice, cassava, and they had this um, soup that they have. Bomb. Mm. And there's a lot of Liberian spaces that have been popping up around the DMV too. I haven't really had uh, Liberian food like that outside of their um, palm butter soup. But other than that, but I haven't had Liberian food. In a, in a minute, either. We're coming on the, the, the African restaurants are coming out. That's like, sure. the next, that's the next thing. Yeah, you know, I just got a couple, I just got like five already, you know what I mean, place. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. And that's the man right there. So, you know, when you see me debating food, it's not because that he does not know, it's just because I'm trying to, you know, uh, I don't know, just looking for, I'm, you know, I'm just looking for problems, you know me. <laughs> <laughs> but I will give you credit though, your mom can cook. Yes, sir. And, and she's very dedicated to her craft. Yeah, she, she is. cooks like one of those people that you want to taste her food afterwards. Yeah, man. She, I tell you this, if there's a day she's not, you know, that she, I come home, she's not in the kitchen. Literally, I think she's sick. Like, I would think she's sick. <laughs> if I'm, and I'm not talking about fever. I'm talking about, like, uh, arthritis. You know what I mean? Like, she got arthritis of the knees where she can't mm-hmm. stand Anyway, she can't stand she might probably say yo go bring that wheelchair man let me sit down and do some stuff here you know so yeah um when we talk about therapy that's her therapy but anyways, mm. man, yeah, yeah. And, shout out, and shout out to her right she still has the most views with her um plantain exactly plantain, right? yes yeah 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 but uh in closing if you guys were to um visit five african countries today you had the means to go to five different african countries so i need a um, educate, um, create a business, or start a nonprofit. Which five countries would you? Hmm. Ladies first. So that's that's actually an excellent question, and it's perfect to segue into a uh, project that I have been working on. Um, my my partner and I, reading their button now, we've been doing crowdfunding for a space that we want to curate trips back to Ghana um, mm. 
to help different retailers set up e-commerce ventures. So you know how they have the wholesaling business in Ghana, it's wholesaling for the beads, waste beads, any type of product that you wanna have, uh, we connect you to uh, wholesalers on the continent. Very similar to the trips that people curate to go to China to you know, you different vendors, et cetera, et cetera. We want to have that same concept and build it out to the African content. And so that'd be a, um, a connection way. So if we had to talk about different uh, countries that are, the five countries that I would choose to do business in. Any of those, business, nonprofit, uh, education. Okay, so definitely, you know, come to my home country, Nigeria, to do business. People like money out there in Nigeria. People know how to make money out in Nigeria. So definitely a place that I would do business. Um, as far as the nonprofit goes, I think Ghana, Ghana, like I said, with a lot of um, the connections that that uh, business venture I was telling you about, I think that can be supported out there. And um, yeah, that's really all between Nigeria, Ghana, Kenya, and Senegal. Those are the you know countries I do as far as have good ports for business and transport. Man, I think for me, I can't really pick five because I feel like I'm going to touch every country in Africa before my time is up. Yeah. Like one of the things I'm supposed to do is like build churches all over Africa, so I can't really say which five because I'm gonna do that everywhere. As God will. But Rome Amen. wasn't built in one day. Hmm? Rome wasn't built in one day. True. So where would I start? See. Um, I'll probably start in Egypt because I'm fascinated by how their women look. <laughs> um, South Africa, Sudan, Morocco, Kenya, Nigeria. Uh, yeah, like I'm, I'm probably it's probably gonna be one of those things where I have a, I have a, some kind of map and I just throw a dart and whatever wherever it lands I'm going. I just like doing stuff like that, man. I feel like life is meant to be lived. Same. Um, for me, it will be definitely Cameroon, and it'll be sort of it'll be really more. Um, heavy on mental health, just mm. you know, um, impacting more like again, like reducing that stigma, you know, mental health in Africa, you know, the continent. That, but Cameroon first, um, business wise, okay. definitely. Huh? I'm, I'm actually lying. I will, I will start with Cameroon because I'm actually fascinated by Cameroonian people for so many reasons that you wouldn't even understand. They've been, <laughs> they've been really good to me, like Cameroonian people, they've business wise. Really out, man. That's a that's another episode. But yeah, that's another episode. I definitely gotta mm-hmm. you know tap into that. And, you know, hear some of this, mm-hmm. um, so I could you know take that home and say, yeah, Cameroon's about to look good to us, man. You know, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Cameroon, Rwanda, definitely because you know they're growing a lot. Um, the economy is growing at a rapid pace. Um, they're really, really, really innovative. With they're really catching on. You know, with innovation, technology, all that. So definitely there. Um, Ghana, Nigeria, the music industry, man, shit just keeps mm. And South Africa too, both. You mm. know, um, I feel like if both could, I mean, not that they're not doing it now, but if they can put both music together, True. Like, find a way to infuse both sounds, oh man, that shit would take a different, you know, different space of its own. So, um, and the guys are doing it too. You know, they're doing it and they're doing it even bigger and better than you know, the people of the West are doing the show, they're going to clean up videos. You know, so, yeah, just impacting in health, I mean, in mental health and 
technology. Mental health is going to be huge in Africa. I feel like once that once that wave catches fire, it's going to be unbelievable because we we um we deal with so much and we don't even really understand what it is. I can't wait for us to get to that place where it's actually like normal and not taboo. Man, yeah. it was good, you know, catching up with you, Lauren. You know, I mean, for sure, known you for a minute uh, now. Uh, Akata Go yeah. Chronicles, seeing that joint take different shapes and forms, you know, to what it is today. So, how can people, you know, connect with you? You know, why should people connect with you? You know, and are you single? Are you searching? Are you single searching or searching single? <laughs> Whichever one, just tell the people. Okay, so to connect with me, you can go to my website, which is alive at akatagirlchronicles.com. I have my poems up there, poetry. I'm also available for bookings if you ever need like a poem or anything like that written. Um, You can connect with me there as well as um, my Instagram, which is astrolita um, uh, underscore underscore. And so I'm sure um, you put that in to the links but that is really how you connect with me if you want to connect with me on curating any type of spaces of regards to um community organizing grassroots fundraising that's also in my 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 band will or my bandwidth of doing so yeah that's where you'll find me yes so yes so i don't think that's my last question (laughs) are you single such and such and single you're not interested Mind your business, guys. Which one? The D- uh, the D- can they slide or should they run? That was, that was, Are the DMs well, open? Should they slide or should they run? The, the door is closed right now. Right now. Door is closed. Oh, okay. 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 <laughs> Listen, guys. What's his name? <laughs> oh, Fori. Hey. We are watching you, Baba. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, listen man, this was this was dope man. This was a dope conversation. Um, we're definitely gonna have you back. You know when we start. Having, oh yeah, yeah. We start yeah, having yeah. an interesting and intriguing conversations. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. we start doing mm-hmm. an yeah. talk audio only where people can <laughs> only. Don't worry. Man. Definitely. You know I always love joining with you guys. You've always been a big supporter, so I'm always gonna show love to you guys no matter what. Definitely. So I appreciate. And- and she's spicy, and I like it. <laughs> I saw her getting angry about this. But she you doesn't know, all I can say this. All I can say is this. I stand on my square. You're going to know how I feel about it. That's it. Is a 40 in trouble? Is a 40 in trouble? How does he do that? <laughs> You guys are crazy. Uh, but now, nah, hey, listen, man, this episode was sponsored by SITM Podcast. I stuck in the podcast. Go follow them on all platforms, streaming platforms, subscribe to our YouTube channel, um, their social platforms at SITM Podcast. It's uniform across all platforms. And follow us on the gram, Twitter at PWC Cash, and subscribe to our streaming platforms at Palm Wine Central Podcast. We want to cost you a thing, share each episode with your aunties, your uncles, your, you know, your grannies, your ex. Your XX, if you know them, you know what I mean? Shit, why not? Listen, man, Lauren was our guest today. My guy, Aziz, over there, man, you know, I'm with the technical technicalities that you already know. <laughs> and your guy, Uncle AK. Hey, man, I know that episode, you know, no one you can. Yeah. Shout out to the horse, my name being a reflex, and these are our clothes. Change your style, be like that. Change your style, be like that. Change your style.
Messi se chabala, Messi se biko si. Mami show ya stars, I can meet with the sea. It's a festival, we just arrived here. We go do and be better than last year. This is reflex, rocking what I do. Show we respect, we no go ask you. We the best again, we the show key, we the saka saka, we the tana tana tana. Hey, you Abdul, you know it's a sunshine. Now state in West Africa, in this continent year round. We don't ever worry about none, homie. Turn Turn the lights low. Can you feel? 